0: 98% of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions don't actually belong to you. You don't have to be stuck with the decisions and choices you made in the past. The seekers of the world tend to be better characterized as humanoid. In other words, they see what is, but they desire something different. We grow up thinking that the way to create our lives is to judge everything that is good, everything that is bad, everything that is right, everything that is wrong. A lot of the people that think they're judgmental of others actually are not. they actually the only person they ever really judge is themselves.
1: How can people and actively go in the process of creating what they truly want in their life. The
0: so way Relationship should work that nobody gets. You should come together with somebody as long as it's a contribution to you both. And then a lot of times you'll change, they'll change, and it's time to go in different directions. Ask and you shall receive is how we've created everything in our lives, and nobody talks to us about it because it's supposedly a religious idea. No, it's not. Acknowledge you for going beyond the old points of view and the old vibration you were that chose those things who's actually desiring something different.
1: First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now whether that's youtube spotify apple podcasts i'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that i'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time much love this podcast is sponsored by ContentRemoval.com. so whether you're looking to remove any images videos search results fake instagram accounts get in touch with us at ContentRemoval.com. Welcome back to all of you to the Frankie Lee podcast and today I am bringing you an awesome guest all the way from the US. This man has transformed many people's lives by the miraculous consciousness, involvement of his own life and the way that he's uh, evolved his own consciousness and reconnected with himself. He's, he's gone from chiropractor to helping many, many different people evolve their consciousness, connect better with themselves, work through their judgment of themselves and how they can obviously work through that. Dane here, welcome to the podcast.
0: Frankie, such a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me.
1: No, it's, it's an absolute honor to have you have you on here. I know you've worked with tens of thousands of people by this point in the in a 17, 18 year career, but I really wanna give people a bit of an understanding of how you've come to this access consciousness and everything you're doing in the world of your movement and everything like that and helping people get their minds straight. I really wanna go back to the time when you kind of discovered this for yourself and, and really put these pieces together.
0: Well, let me tell you the universe has an impeccable sense of timing and a wicked sense of humor. I, um, I became a chiropractor because I wanted to create miracles in people's lives. And I saw people that were doing that. And I was like, man, that's what I want to be like. And I was like, okay, chiropractic is a venue that I can do that with because I see it happening. And here I was, I was opening my second practice in Santa Barbara, California and I was dying inside. I was waking up every day, getting less and less happy, seeing fewer and fewer miracles in my practice. I was uh, in a relationship where I thought she was perfect and she thought I was the worst person in the world, so that wasn't working very well. And um, it was during my chiropractic journey that I was introduced to spirituality, metaphysics, psychology, that basically the idea that there are other possibilities available and there are ways of changing things. So I at a certain point, it was like I was doing weekend workshops at least once, if not twice, if not three times a month. And I would get to the point where I would finally feel like I found what I was looking for, which was happiness. That was the one thing I really wanted more than anything else. From the time I was a little kid. And it was so elusive. So I would go to a weekend workshop feel like I had the answer. And by Wednesday of the following week, it felt like it all went away and the universe caved in on my head again and i was just okay i'll try another one and after one of these uh workshops literally after the workshop on a wednesday morning i woke up after thinking i had found the answer to happiness again and the same thing happened and i for the first time in my 30 years on the planet had given up hope and i went i'm done universe i'm doing everything i can to bring possibilities to people and i If my life doesn't change, I'm out of here. And I literally set a date to end my life. And it was six months in the future. And it wasn't around anybody's birthday or any holiday. I was just like, I want out. I want out of the suffering. I'm tired. I know there's got to be something different. And if if this is all there is, why am I here? And uh, a week later, I came across an ad for Access Consciousness. And it was in the little local paper in Santa Barbara. And it said, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And I was like, oh, I hate you. And, uh, but I learned, you know, long before that, that if you love something or hate it, there's something there for you. So I called and I ended up having a session. I went into the session, depressed, angry, suicidal, with a date to end my life (laughs) came out of it an hour and 15 minutes later with a gratitude for being alive and a sense of joy and a sense of the possibilities I always knew should exist. And I was like, holy shit, here they are. And, so I started working with her, and as you and, and I'd love to say that I've never had a down day since, and that would be such a lie. I've had ups and downs, but what she did is she gave me a tool every time. We would get together once a week. I would do chiropractic on her. She would do access with me, and she would give me a tool to use for when, because what happened was this: I was in such a contracted state, and this session of access consciousness, it was called BARS, this session just, it felt like it it took me from a compressed little thing to having a sense of space, which was like, wow, I could finally breathe. I could smell the flowers. I, I felt like I was alive, like I was interacting with the world again. And so she said, look, this space is you, she said, and it'll actually grow, she said, but there will be times where it feels like it just contracts again. I'm going to give you a tool to use. Each time we get together, just use that tool until the next time. And this shit actually worked. It was the first thing that actually worked in the trenches of life that would change the things that weren't working into giving me that sense of space and ease and happiness again. And I was like, wow, I am in. And literally within a couple of weeks, like literally that first moment after that first session, I knew I'm like, if it feels this great to be alive and things can change as quickly, I'm in and after a few weeks um i started doing some of the classes and i was like oh my god somebody put into words everything i've always known but nobody else is talking about and so from that point it became uh i started i met the founder we became really good friends instantaneously and i was like this is so much more fun than chiropractic i want to go in this direction i want people to know this is available so here i am 23 years later
1: And and obviously that pulled you to this point where you are now. But what did you find through your journey was the thing that compacted people the most energetically and kept them in this small secluded bit of energy rather than this bigger consciousness that you speak of?
0: Well, so many things. But one is that we grow up believing in the value and necessity of judgment. So we grow up thinking that the way to create our lives is to judge everything that is good, everything that is bad, everything that is right, everything that is wrong. But for the people that are wired like us, the seekers of the world, their primary judgment is, I'm wrong. Now what? Now how do I try to overcome my wrongness? And and living with that continuously is such a weight on one's shoulders. And most people don't even realize that they're carrying it all the time. And then the next element of what starts to get created is we have this presumptive reality. We presume that if I can just fit in better, if I can just be more like other people, then I won't feel so wrong. But your difference is the gift of you, and now you're cutting off the very thing that makes you happy when you be it to try to not feel wrong so you can feel happy. And that is a cycle that so many people are stuck in. do you you
1: think then that most people are going through their lives just outwardly judging others which is internally reflecting on themselves about everything that they feel within themselves So every time you you go out and essentially you 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 make a judgment on another person that is just one finger
0: pointing back at you of something that you're missing in your own life actually i have a totally different perspective um and i say again see i've I've, I've really, there's about 50% of the world that is seekers, people who are looking for a different possibility. There's about 50% of the world that are not interested in a different possibility at all. And if you present it to them, they'll tell you, you're crazy. You don't understand. You're weird. You're in a cult. You're, you freak, you weird up, blah, blah, all those sorts of things. Um, so let's talk about the, the, those that are actually not change a verse, those that are actually desiring something different, because they're also the only ones who are going to be listening to this podcast to get anything out of it, the others will listen to it just to judge me judge you judge the whole idea that something different is possible. So we need to also recognize that because if if you're a seeker, if you will, if you are somebody who is um, a embracing possibilities, desiring possibilities, what you'll see is a lot of people who tell you you're crazy and you're wrong. And that weighs heavily on you because all you want to do is see a happy world. You want to be happy, you want other people to be happy, and there're these people telling you you're wrong because you're different. You're wrong because you don't believe this. You're wrong and it's like, "No, I no, I don't I why wrong? Why do we why why is wrong even a fucking reality? Why do we even have that?" Well, it's because it's what we've learned and some people believe it's their job to perpetrate the judgments on everybody else. And some people believe it's their necessity. They're a bad person if they don't receive people's judgments and make them theirs. So back to my different perspective, sorry, my ADHD took over. Um, but and my perspective is that a lot of the people that think they're judgmental of others actually are not. They actually, the only person they ever really judges themselves and they think they're judgmental. And, and so, there's a couple of concepts that go in here. One is what's true always makes you lighter. A lie will always make you heavier. So anything that you think, anything you read and it makes you lighter, it's true for you. may not be true for the person sitting next to you and notice how judging, whether it's judging you or somebody else always makes you heavier. Whether it's receiving judgment from somebody else, it always makes you heavier. So judgment is fundamentally a lie. And yet we've been taught to use it as though it's the basis for creating our lives. Well, it has created the world that we have, but I don't know about you, but I'd like to see a much happier, much less judgmental separatist world. And what it's going to require is those of us that actually desire something different to be willing to realize that's not only okay, that's actually a gift to everyone. And so the seekers of the world tend to be in a lot of judgment of themselves thinking they're judgmental. And one of the other elements of this is we pick up on other people's points of view about them. In fact, in access, we talk about 98% of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions don't actually belong to you. They actually belong. You actually pick them up like a big psychic radio receiver from everybody around you. And so, so much of the time when you think you're judging somebody, you're actually picking up on their judgments of themselves that they don't want anybody to know.
1: Yeah, I, I saw in a piece of your content you were saying about, you know, because you you're picking up on so many other people's judgments and everything else, and you're storing it. And you, if you cannot differentiate what's yours and what's theirs, you are now you are now trapped, and you judge yourself for these things that you take them on as your own, and you start to embody them. Uh, so, how can people? really break that embodiment of taking on their their parents' judgments on on society their, their 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 people that they believe are their friends' judgments how can they break and differentiate out of that
0: well i'm glad you asked because we actually have a tool and it was it was the first tool that i was given after this session um and the tool is who does this belong to and It's based on the idea that 98% of your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your judgments aren't yours. You're picking them up like a big psychic radio receiver. And for any of those that you've been around, like a lot of us, you know, our family had a particular flavor. Like some families, it was anger and abuse. Some families, it was sadness. Some people, some families, it was withdrawal. Some families, it was hopelessness. You know, some families put them together in their own particular recipe. But all the, everything that you grew up around that was sort of the common element in your family, you end up having such a sensitivity to it that you buy that as though it's your point of view. It's kind of like if you grew up swimming in carrot soup, you know, and you swim in carrot soup for 30 years. This is like the energetic carrot soup. But if somebody plucks you out, you know, you look like a carrot, you smell like a carrot, you taste like a carrot, you're still not a carrot. But what we think is we've been swimming in the soup of other people's points of view and judgments so dynamically that we think we are those. And so what we want to do, it requires work to break ourselves out. But two elements can be very helpful. One is this awareness of if it's heavy, it's not true for me. If it's heavy, it's not true for me. If it, and what is heavy? It's like uh, a punch in your guts or a contraction or a solidification or you'll experience it your way. I'm giving you the info now, go do the research. You know, like go, go, because we each get it in our own way. That's first, and then asking, who does this belong to? Is this actually mine? When we notice ourselves, and, and the way it works is, you know, you'll be walking down the road and you'll see somebody who's got a larger body, for example, and whatever your dad or mom used to say or think about that person goes through your head, and you're like, but it doesn't feel light for you. It's like, eh, it feels like you're stabbing yourself in the heart while you're trying to stab them in the heart. That's how you know the shit ain't mine. This is something I bought as though it is mine. And if if we can undo that in that moment, undo the lie that it's ours, we give ourselves this tiny and sometimes a very large bit of freedom because what it then makes us aware of is, okay, if this isn't mine, how many other things are not mine? How many other points of view how many other things do i have that are not actually mine and and this becomes a space from which freedom can begin in a whole new way and we even have an app we call it the who does this belong to app access consciousness it's totally free okay but it's and it's got a reminder because one of the things that we found is if you'll ask who does this belong to to every thought feeling and emotion you have for three days uh, and judgment and point of view. And every time, every time you go from space and happy to uh, in any way, if you ask, who does this belong to? And it lightens up it all. It means it's not yours. It means you're picking it up or you bought it as yours. And so we have this app that reminds you to ask, you know, several times a day. And it's interesting because the people that have done this have found that about 98% of their points of view. of their points of view that were like sticky, you know, where where you'll read something, "Ah, you know, you get that energy to it, or somebody will say something and you kind of feel, you're kind of stuck, like less less happy, less light, whatever it is. Well, people find that 98% of that was not theirs, it's the stuff that they bought. And so, um, once again, the app is free, there's nothing being sold on the app, okay? It's just, I wanted to get this in people's hands because this thing literally saved me from depression and suicidal thoughts 23 years ago when I started this. Because after that first session, I was, dude, I, I bypassed cloud nine. I was on cloud 10. I was like, hell yeah, baby. I always knew this was possible. And I was actually getting to be it. Like, it wasn't mental. It was like I was being something different. And I was so excited because I've been looking for this my whole life. And here it was after one access consciousness session. Okay, cool. By the way, I'm not saying that happens for everybody. I'm just telling you my experience, okay? But Wednesday, like not Wednesday, but literally two days later, I wake up and it feels like the universe is caving in on my head again. And I was so pissed. But the one tool, the girl, you know how I said she was like, I'll give you a tool each week. Well, the one tool that she had given me was this. She wrote it down on a little yellow post-it note. Who does this belong to? Well, I just ignored it because I was feeling so good. I'm like, who does it, whatever, blah. I put it next to my clock. And what used to happen at that time in my life is I would literally wallow in anxiety and tears and fear before I had to get up and be a doctor and try to heal people, quote unquote, make their lives better. And I was having one of those mornings. And it was even more depressing because I was like, oh my God, I just found everything I was looking for. What happened? And... I look over at my clock to see how long i have to wallow in self-pity and i read the words i didn't even think i didn't even ask a question i read the words who does this belong to and instantly gone like gone like the storm gone sunny day i was like holy shit! are you kidding me and then i looked back and i went oh my god how many of those times in my life where i wanted to end my life how many of those times in my life where I was sad, where I was depressed, where I was angry, where I separated from somebody, where I was judging something like I just, it all because of my OCD, I just went to all of it. And I was like, holy hallelujah. It's a huge amount of that was not actually mine. It was something I was picking up on. And I also have to say, for those of us who, who are interested in, quote unquote, taking responsibility for our choices and how we show up in the world, this is not avoiding responsibility, This is acknowledging what's actually going on so you can create a change in it, so you don't have to be stuck in it. And it's not about blaming anybody else, because you don't even know who it is most of the time. You just pick up on it because you're so friggin' aware of everyone and everything around you and always have been.
1: And I think it's a case of not even having to know whose stuff it is. Because a lot of people, when they start to let things go in their life, they try and find out where that's come from and what i say to a lot of people is you don't need to find out where it's come from you just need to let it let it go and let it do its thing because people want the attachment oh where did that come from what 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 was that about it's 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 not even that's not even your reality to keep living it's like let it go move through it and i've done a lot of that with breath work and and meditation and stuff like that just to just to release trauma that i didn't even know was inside myself because you know i believe trauma's trapped in you at cellular level in a lot of cases you know you can you can be living it i mean can you can you talk into that about how trauma is stored in the body
0: oh absolutely so there's an an interesting thing is there's so many levels on on which we could speak about it and and so if we can uh, see if this explains it but if we look at a quantum level anything you choose to vibrate like you become basically if if we're going to way oversimplify it, okay? But what occurs in in the case of trauma is so. If we take that idea of ninety eight percent of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions are not ours, what creates that, and what is underlying that is the awareness that we are highly energetically aware creatures, sensitive to a degree that we cannot even begin to fathom until we actually explore it and get some awareness of how this is affecting us and so what happens is any form of trauma that we experience if if you look at it from just a level of energy that's an intense level of energy whether it's a physical trauma let's say you fall and hit something or have something run into you that okay or physical abuse or emotional abuse all of those are intense energetic inputs into the system made up by our body and our being and so what happens is our body in an effort to survive goes okay well it's here it could kill us let's not choose that what are we going to do with it and so there's this way that your body has of compensating for an excess of energy in which it slows it down so it doesn't kill you and then it finds the places in the body that are available that have enough capacity to store it and it basically solidifies it as a it does it does several and I'm I'm by the way this is all from energetic awareness of working with a hundred over a hundred thousand well over a hundred thousand people at this point. So when I'm talking about this, I do realize that a scientist out there who's like, I have been studying such I'm like, I know, I'm not trying to speak on that level. What I'm trying to do is give an energetic awareness and then and then the acknowledgement that one of the things we do with access is change it. And that's what I'm interested in. You know, we need a little bit of the how so we know what's going on, so we know a bit of why we're stuck and a bit of how we can get out of it. But it's not about understanding the you know, do you understand the dynamics of an internal combustion engine? No, but do you drive your car? Yeah, you know, so it's it's on that level that I'm talking. So, and I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to claim to be an expert on anything. I'm just an explorer who's worked with a lot of people and found a lot of ways of changing things that a lot of other people have not been able to change. So there you go. So that's where I'm coming from. So our bodies, let's just say they they have their systems and structures in place for survival. And the difficulty is, we have evolved, quote, unquote, as beings who will survive, never in there has been beings who have the ability to thrive. And my sense is, we're having a different possibility now where we can actually change this. So long story short, the body will take a huge amount of energy and find something to do with it. So it doesn't kill the body. But in so doing, it also wants to make sure that it is aware of that energy for future. So it won't just take it, bring it in, and shove it out the back door for most people. Because it wants to make sure, like, well, that was potentially very hurtful, or wow, that hurt. So what happens is our body goes, okay, well, we're going to do a few things. Number one, we're going to survive. In order to survive it, we need to slow it down. We need to turn it down and let's solidify it. And let's solidify some barriers against this so that we can be not the effect of it as much in the future but it's the solidification of the barriers to attempt not to be the effect of it in the future that creates the solidification of that energy in your body which attracts more of it because we attract more of like you know and so of what you are
1: of what you are yeah you attract more of what you are essentially
0: Yeah, and you attract more of, and at this point, it's more of what you've decided you are. And so, and because we don't make a distinction, here's the thing is, everything that I am about, you know, I wrote a book called Being You, Changing the World. Everything I'm about, everything access is about, is getting you to the access of what you actually are. And yet we all have so many things that we think we are because of the trauma we've experienced Because of the abuse we've experienced, because of the invalidation, because of living in a world based on judgment when judgment isn't actually our way of functioning. We don't really know how to do it. So we learn the best we can and always feel like we're doing it wrong because judgment is not our way of functioning. And so we attract more of who we think we are and now who we've really decided we must be because now it's not only something that occurred, but it's something that locked into our body. So now, We attract more and more and more of it, which, and here's the weird part, is your point of view creates a reality. So if your point of view is, I'm going to experience this, you experience it, you lock it in, now you're attracting more of it. You see, see, I was right. I'm going to experience this. It's like. So you you create a
1: self, a self-fulfilling prophecy in your life because yeah. you've took a thought turned it into matter that matter forms density in your body which obviously brings in your energy centers and constricts your energy centers so like when you get blockings in any of the chakras that's that's what's happened isn't it you've if, say i got a block in my throat chakra and, and that was off that would be because i didn't say something when i should have said something and i've gone oh, and i bit my tongue so that's stored in the throat Is am i right in saying that Uh, yeah
0: well personally i don't deal much with chakras but i i'm picking up what you're putting down absolutely yes
1: it it, it just it just kind of when i've when i've had energy balance sessions with different types of people in my life it's always there's there may have been a time two weeks ago i should have said something about a business deal or to a family member and I've, i've i've shut that down and because i've shut that down that's kind of stuck in my throat kind of thing and and stuck in one of my energy centers and it's kind of blocked me from growing but I love the way that you've just said it simply and you just said look you take a thought if you make it physical matter you make density and when you make density that stops you being the light body that you're meant to be as a human right
0: that and it and it then actualizes as your reality over and over and over and so let me give people a really simple tool to change it and I'm going to say this it may sound too simple try it but there's also a a 20-minute explanation of the long form for it because i want people to have this because this in addition to who does this belong to um this particular thing started changing everything because from the time i i started with all this sort of you know metaphysics and spirituality that sort of search and the psychological search that i did simultaneously um i realized I was always looking for, how can we change things? How can we change things more quickly? Like, you know, I saw I would, I would um, have an awareness of where I'd stuck myself. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Now that, I, now that I know why, now I probably won't do that again. And yet I'd do it a week later and be like, dude, I got the awareness. Why? Well, yeah, but why doesn't change the underlying energetics that creates it continuing to come into your life? So we have a thing called a clearing statement. The short form for it is POC and POD, P-O-C and P-O-D, which stands for going back to the point of creation of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of right before that moment where you where you went from, yay, I'm happy to, oh, I'm crappy, or whatever it was, or, oh, I'm a person who doesn't experience abuse to, oh, now I'm a person who experiences abuse, or uh, I like this person to, I hate this person, or I like myself to, I hate myself. We, we could go on and on and on, but... It stands for going back to the point of creation, of wherever that thought form became that density, or wherever that, that what could have not turned into density, what could have stayed space and lightness, got turned into the density, got turned into the solidity, and is now physically actualizing in our body and our reality. And so you can just go, so, I mean, think of, you know, that idea of cancel clear, you know, where people are trying to undo the thing they just said that they know is not the thing they actually desire, but then it feels like it sticks around. Well, think of yeah. this as as like that, but it actually works. Okay? Because we all know cancel clear doesn't work very well, which is why we get stressed out because we're like, I wanted to change it, but it didn't change. So if you do pocket and pot, and all you've got to do is you can go, you can do something like, okay, so everything I'm doing to make this real. And everything that doesn't allow me to actually be happy about this and light, destroy and uncreate it. Because we want to destroy the structure and uncreate the energy we're putting into it, so we have it as creative energy. And then pock and pot all of that. Or you could do the whole clearing statement, which is right and wrong, good and bad. Pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, povads, and beyonds. Now, when people hear that, they're like, what was that gobbledygook? And I used to not say it on on a podcast interview because it seemed like too much to bring to people. And then I thought, you know what? This is one of the greatest tools that exists for changing things. And I may sound like a weirdo, but I don't care. And, you know, I I really don't care. I would like people to have the tools. And so you can go to theclearingstatement.com. There's a 20-minute explanation. Me and my friend Simone Melesis talking about it, going over the long form for it and how to use it. But the reason I want to give you the short form is because it works just as well. Unless you have OCD like I do, where I want to say every word all the time to make sure I'm getting it, you know. But it still works. You just go pock and pot all that. When something comes up where you're like, you don't know what to do, you're feeling weird, stuck, you go, okay, who does this belong to? It doesn't lighten up. Okay, everything that is, pock and pot all that and just go pock and pod, pock and pod, pock and pod, pock and pod. And what do you have to lose three seconds of your time, the worst thing that can happen is it won't change anything. The best thing that can happen is it'll start to change everything. And you'll start to realize you don't have to be stuck with the decisions and choices you made in the past. Because everything that is sticking us now is a result of something we chose in the past. In fact, our entire lives right now are a result of all the choices we've made in the past
1: hundred percent agree with you on that like every choice leads to leads to your future at the end of the day when you find out it is a light feeling and obviously that you own that feeling and that is part of you how do you then go about clearing that so that you can release that and and and
0: and grow again well sorry i didn't under will you say that question again i didn't so
1: so so if, if 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 it's if it's dense you're saying it's not yours and you have to release it but what if it is light but it's still yours but still needs to be released how can they then release that from there
0: similar in a similar way and and a a couple of other elements of that because so if you have something that's dense or heavy we tend to be willing to recognize that as something we'd like to change at least okay and so that becomes a, a a relatively simple matter of asking to change it destroy and uncreate, pock and pod. But we can even do that with the light things. Because one of the other interesting things is, like, there was one time where I was happy to a degree that was almost insane. I mean, it was just off the charts. It was like, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And I called a friend of mine. And I said, how are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm so happy. And what, what felt like a whole universe for me in that moment contracted into something where I was like, wow, where did all my happy go? And I was looking at it later and I went, oh, her happy is way different than my happy. And so even, even, even some of the likenesses that we have, what we'll do is we'll try to be them the way that we've been taught or the way that somebody else is. And once again, this idea of who does this belong to? And so, if you're being light, but you know there's more, just get the energy of that and go, okay, so everything that doesn't allow this to be greater. Everywhere I have presumed that this is all there is. Destroy and uncreate all that. And what you're destroying and uncreating, you're destroying the point of view that you took that's limiting you. Because our point of view creates our reality. And so... It's an interesting thing. So you, when you undo that point of view and then you do pocket and pod or the whole clearing statement, what occurs is you have way more lightness than you had before and way more of a sense of possibilities. And once
1: you've obviously created this space and this lightness that, that you speak into, once you've done that clearing, you've obviously, you've obviously got space. And when people have a lot of space, what they try and do is they try and fill it with stuff. Because yeah. they've, they've, they've got new space, they've never had this much space and clearance in their life, so they go and attract loads, loads of more things that don't serve them as well, potentially. So, so when you're at this point where you've cleared everything and you've got to the place where you have this lightness in your body and your mind and your spirit, how can people then actively go in the process of creating what they truly want in their life and want, want to truly like manifest, so to speak?
0: I love that question. And one thing I want to say about it is we've got to recognize that all of this is a journey and all of it has ups and downs. And one of the things that sticks us the most is we'll get to a sense of lightness, space, joy, ease, all of those wonderful things. And and, and our internal point of view will be, okay, I must hold on to this. Okay, you can't hold space like try you know you you, you can't the only thing that we can do is from this with me being this right now what choices do I have available what else is possible I've never considered how does it get any better than this how much fun can I have and so we be present with it and recognize also that one of the other things that happens is when we get to a new space When it's new, it's like, ooh, it's new and shiny, like a new relationship. You're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing. Wow, this is so cool. And then what happens is after a few days, it feels a lot of times like it went away. And so we think, and once again, our point of view creates our reality. At this point, we want to go to a question. We don't want to have our point of view be it went away, because that will actualize that as our reality. What you want to recognize and ask yourself, have I just become the new space? because when you become something, you don't feel it outside of you. It doesn't feel different anymore. You're not going from here to here. You are here. Okay, so that can be very helpful along this journey too. And then, so then how do we how do we use this to create what we desire? We'll recognize that there are going to be ups and downs and that's okay. Everything that you come across that seems like it might make you heavier, or make you want to contract or make you want to avoid or resist or defend or any of those things. Recognize that you're being shown a place where you have a point of view, or where you're buying a point of view, that is keeping you from being able to be that space all the time. So what you can do is for these things that come up that seem like they get in the way, you ask, Okay, what is this? What do I do with it? can I change it? And if so, how do I change it? And also, what else is possible that I've never considered? And so, going from conclusion to question is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves. So, that's first. And then, the other thing in directly answering your question, finally, after all the groundwork is laid, um, when you get a sense of space like that, do this. Reach out and just go, okay, if I could have anything, if I could have be this space, but also have anything as my life and living in the next five years, if I had a magic wand, if I knew a wizard who would give me everything, or if I were a wizard, whatever, doesn't matter. Okay, if I could have anything like it, what would it be like to wake up and you're, you're looking to get the sense energetically, like what would it be like to live with um, and have total ease with money, for example, and have so much money, if, if it's about the amount for you, have so much money and so much ease with money that no matter how much went out, more would come in. And I actually enjoyed money and it wasn't an enemy or a frenemy. It was actually something I really am grateful for. What would it be like to have uh, the time and space to do, to be able to travel if I wanted to, to be able to do the things that I wanted to, Um, get the sense of the way it would be to have ease with your family, ease with friendships, to have all the people that are frenemies that are judging you, that act like they're your friends. By the way, if somebody's judging you, they're not your friend, okay? But what would it, get the sense of all the people who are truly not supporting you, just melting out of your life, but it's easy. And having people in your life that truly do support you, having great family relationships, having great friendships, and actually liking yourself when you look at, when you look in the mirror in the morning and liking the person you are, as you put your head on your pillow at night and go to sleep and you look back and you're like, I like that person. That's good. Cool. And having that be okay. And then get the sense of whatever you do for, you know, money creation, whatever you want to call it, that you actually love it. That it is something you are grateful to do. And you have a sense of being a contribution to the world and get the sense of of actually liking being alive and knowing that you can change anything and create the future you desire. Now, that was a lot of stuff, but if you don't try to go through it cognitively, you just sort of let the energy open up because we're energetic beings and nobody tells us. But literally, ask and you shall receive is how we've created everything in our lives and nobody talks to us about it because it's supposedly a religious idea. No, it's not. It's an us. That's called quantum physics, okay? Okay. Ask and you shall receive is ask, and as you be what you're asking for, you will receive it. So part of what access has is all these tools, about 8,000 tools, but all these ways of undoing what you're not and also inviting what you'd like so that you can be what you'd like to receive, and then you start living it. So get the sense of all of this and um, everything that we've talked about. And like, wow, how freaking cool would it be to actually enjoy your life? Whoa, that would be weird. That would be different. And get the sense of also being willing to be that different. To where rather than trying to save other people, rather than trying to bring everyone along, and rather than judging yourself for not being a savior, it's one of the other tools we have, by the way, that's very effective. Um, Let's destroy and uncreate all that and puck and pot all that. And now get the sense of all of this, maybe have it as an energy in front of you, around you, and pull energy into it from all over the universe. And let everyone in, and and do that until you, you're like, whoa, well, there's a space there that I can perceive. And then let little trickles go out to everyone and everything who's gonna help make it a reality for you, past, present, and future, that you may not even know in this lifetime. Do
1: you think then that creating, sp- obviously you talk about creating space in your mind and I understand that at a whole level, I, I get everything you're saying with that, but I've found in my physical reality at the moment, one thing that I'm going through on a personal level is I've been clearing out a lot of uh, stuff in my house and, and in my home and I've been closing, like imagine like a, there's a computer with a load of tabs open, all this stuff that I have carried energy for me and all of these, you know, I had a... I had things open in Australia. I had things in Dubai. I had things in the UK, and I just I just started to 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 cut all those cords, so to speak, and that started to help me feel more light in my my own thing. Is that is that a true thing as well?
0: Absolutely, and absolutely. And this is this. I'm so glad you brought it up because people, you know, in hearing a conversation like this, especially if you're newer to a conversation like this people sometimes go, Oh, it's all energetic. It's all just the space in which my floaty mind floats. No, this is about living your life. Like you, your body here, living your life, like the practicalities of living your life. And, and so what starts to happen is, as you change things energetically with, uh, as you change things energetically, like we're talking about, that's when you start doing things like clearing out your house, Clearing out all these things because the interesting part is all of these physical things have an energy. Whatever it is, some of them are a contribution, some of them are just like sucking energy, some of them are neutral, some of them are are <clears throat> necessary for now, but you know they're not what you'd like in your future. But all of them energetically, so as you start to to take what we call the, you know, if you call them the physical steps. You start to, because those things that are physical, like let's say you're like, okay, I'm shutting down this thing in Dubai. It's been taking a lot of energy. It's not creating, I thought it was going to create this. It's not creating that to the degree that I hoped it would. It's actually now taking away from the energy I have for other things. And so you go, okay, bye-bye, bye-bye, Dubai. (gasps) Or, or, Or as I said, when I just went to Dubai recently, And the lady said, Hey, when you end class, you have to do this. Say, I came what I came to do. Bye. I was like, that's a good one. Anyway, I digress. I have a strange sense of humor. What are you going to do? So as you shut that thing down, it's like, oh, cool. There's something that's not pulling on you anymore that you didn't even realize was pulling on you. And it's as we start to see, most of us live our lives with thousands or maybe at least hundreds of these things that are pulling our energy, pulling our attention. You know, like the closet you haven't cleaned out for 20 years that You kept saying you were going to, you know, painting the the front deck that you wanted to and haven't done for five years. Part of what starts to occur, and one of the things I suggest that people do is write down a list of everything that you've been avoiding, as long as it needs to be, and then pick out the top three of things that really are, are, are annoying you that you're avoiding them and do them. And it starts to create, there's this, there's this, beautiful marriage of physical and energetic because they're actually not separate they're different versions of each other and so when we get that we start to have this this space where it's like oh we start to take care of business on a physical level but also an energetic level which also affects the emotional and the spiritual levels because once again they're all they're all different forms of energetics
1: so what i've what i've actually found in my own personal life is that when it That when say the house is cluttered, that's how you feel in your mind too. So everything everything physical is connected to your internal reality and how you perceive yourself, like you've just said. It so I just know that having so much stuff, a lot of people have lots of stuff, like they have eight watches, they have sixteen pairs of trainers, they have thirty-seven different dresses if they're if they're a woman, and all that stuff carries thought. You know, oh, I've got to wear that today. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And that every time you have these thoughts, that's taking a little bit away from yourself, and you have to. That's making you feel a little bit more dense.
0: Is what I've found personally. Absolutely, and that and that's where the stuff owns you. And and this is, it's an interesting thing because there are certain people that can have have things, have a lot of things, but they're not they're not hindered by it. They're not limited by it. And, you know, I chalk that up to, okay, we're we're all wired differently. But exactly what you're talking about there, especially to the degree where if people have used stuff to try to fulfill a void in their being, that stuff is going to eat at them. Because what's the underlying point of view that this will fulfill a void in my being that it can't do. So absolutely, I, I'm I'm absolutely with you and I also want to acknowledge that it's less about the stuff it's more about the point of view that we have about stuff
1: yeah, yeah. you know it's it is about how that how that essentially makes you feel and whether it is your truth as well you know a lot of, yeah a lot of people out a lot of people are out there buying stuff because of how the external world will perceive them anyway rather than actually buying what's truly for them and if no. you actually count cal- if you actually calculate how many pieces you've bought for yourself and how many pieces you've actually bought for the opinion of other people that you're going to wear it for or, or look look at it in it essentially you you, you kind of realize you probably don't need more than 20 to 30 items in your yep. whole life
0: yeah exactly i think
1: you i think you bring it down that that that, that low which is which is a, which is a great thing. So I've, that bookcase behind me on, on this video was 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 literally full top to toe every shelf with with like thousands of books, five hundred books or something. And I've and I've I've got twenty left because because I just thought you know there's no way on God's green earth that I can go through and read all those again. I haven't got the time now. I've got I got a, I need more space so that I can podcast. I need more space so that I can think. And every time I looked at that shelf, I felt guilty because I hadn't read one today. Right. So it's like, well, that's, that's not serving me anymore, is it? So that has to go. What are some of the other things in people's lives that have to go, in your opinion, that, that, that kind of along this journey has, has to, they just have to be got rid of?
0: Well, okay. On a general level, judgment, period, of us or anybody else. And like I've already talked about, most of the people watching and listening to this tend to be in judgment of themselves, thinking they're judgmental of others. And See, one of the things we found is, you know, we we talk about being a good human. One of the things we found is that the humanoids of the world, the the seekers of the world tend to be better characterized as humanoid. In other words, they see what is, but they desire something different. And the humans of the world tend to be the ones that only see the same thing and only want the same thing and are in a constant state of judgment of everybody else, and they just know they're right. So this conversation is for the humanoids, you weirdos, you seekers, the people that think they're judgmental, but the only person you ever judge is you, and recognize that because somebody has a judgment of you does not mean they're right. Because somebody has a judgment of you does not mean their point of view is valid. Because somebody has a judgment of you only means they're judging you. That's all it means. So we've got to get over the value that we place on other people judging us, and The thing that we spoke about at the very beginning about the energetic sensitivity we have, judgment is like being hit in the face with a sledgehammer. And because it's so intense, we tend to think that it must have value. We must must pay attention to it. Let's recognize that the intensity judgment has is in no way indicative of its power because the only power judgment has is the power you give it. And so one of the other tools that we have in Access is where you have everything as an interesting point of view. Just an iPod. Everything is just an interesting point of view. So somebody goes, well, you're a jerk. And you go, oh, okay. Well, what are they going to do with that? Have you taken it on? No. Are they sitting there wondering what you're... Because when somebody says to you, you're a jerk, what are you supposed to do? You're like, oh, my God, I'm a terrible person. Thank you for letting me know how wrong I am. I will change my behavior. But And obviously, I'm using jerk as, you know, like a a, a kindergarten word for what most people say. But, you know, so somebody says you're a jerk, and it's like, oh, okay. Or, oh, thank you. Or, wow, really, what makes you say that? In other words, what we're doing is we're getting to the place where we're not letting the positive and negative polarity run our life. And that's what judgment has to do with. But it's also, it's also what, if you look at the world right now, the world is doing its best to separate people into right and left, uh, conservative, liberal, any form of that, you know, vegan, carnivore, you know, it's like, and 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 this is seen as somehow a virtue in a lot of people's worlds to find which side you're on and then fight to the death and kill anybody who doesn't agree with you energetically if you can't do it physically. Um, That's not contributing to our world. And what I'm going to say is the humanoids of the world, about 50% of the population, and I'm not trying to create a separation here, I'm trying to create an acknowledgement of the people that are different and don't understand why they don't feel like they fit into this reality very well. And they don't understand the judgment, and they don't understand the killing, and they don't understand the war, and they don't understand the separation, and they don't understand the hatred, and they don't understand the polarity. So I'm. Um, this is not about creating separation. This is about acknowledging what seems uh, part of what seems to be in the world, so that you have a different choice. So the world is is trying to make as much polarity as possible right now. And, you know, you can look at it from all kinds of places. You can look and realize that if people are separate and fighting each other, they're easier to control. Okay, cool. And, and even in that, there are certain people that have that awareness and then they want to fight the people that are trying to create it. I'm like, that doesn't work. Fighting against never creates more. Choosing for possibilities. Or if you're going to fight something, fight for possibilities, which actually isn't a fight as we know it okay fighting against never creates more if you have to fight against if you have to fight against they're doing this to us well then you have to come down to the level at which they're trying to put you so that you can fight against them how about this as, yeah about as soon elevate? as you
1: go ahead as soon as you pick a side you are part of the problem because you've now bought into the bought into the narrative essentially what you're saying i mean you, you you've gone okay i am on this team over here which means now you have an enemy whereas before if you stay true to yourself and stay centered you don't have an enemy you don't have any hate or any animosity or anyone to fight or anyone to row with which keeps your peace and keeps your space is that am i right in thinking that absolutely and Uh, what yeah go ahead well one of the things that you were talking about there is that when a person puts judgment on another person that that clearly identifies them as not being your friend that was that was a further back in this conversation but i picked up on it because i thought there's an opportunity here where i just want you to go deeper into that because there's an opportunity here where we can free a lot of people from people that they shouldn't be around just by explaining that statement
0: yeah so and it's interesting because it also goes into this sort of larger conversation that we're having um so when somebody is in judgment of you they're they're not somebody who truly has your back, and you can there's there's two types of uh, situation. Well, there's probably a lot, but let's break it down into two types of situations. Like, look for example at the judgment your parents do of you. Like, you know how parents will judge you to try to make you a better person, quote unquote, where it's like I'm just judging your choices because I want you to be happy. And from their point of view, a lot of them, that is actually, they think this is a reality. Them judging you for what you're choosing is going to give you a better future. Okay, so there's that. And then there's, and and, and they're both judgment. It Neither one, it's not necessarily handled differently. But having the awareness, because a lot of us, we don't realize even what judgment is. We don't realize when it's being directed at us. But how can you recognize it? Well, when somebody thinks at you, has a conversation at you or about you with you to you and you get heavy and, or you feel wrong or you feel like, Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should change my behavior because that's another thing. People use judgment for is to get people to choose the behaviors they want them to choose, not the behaviors they don't. And so if you have somebody where often you feel heavy after the conversation, this is somebody who's either doing judgment or lying to you. And because either one will make you heavy. And once again, judgment always makes you heavy. So judgment is always a lie. If you can recognize this and start getting to this place of interesting point of view. So let there's There's a few... There's a, another element of this. But let's let's try this. If you... Next time you're with somebody where you're, you thought you were friends, or and the, it, what's also interesting is you'll have a lot of times that people that are most judgmental of you will talk about what a great friend you are and how you're their only real friend and how you're the only one who really gets them. And what they're really saying is, I get to shit all over you and you never do anything about it. You're a great friend, which is their judgmental point of view about what you should be as a great friend. And the other thing is you're so friggin' psychic that you can pick up on what they want you to be as a friend. And most of us, once again, the humanoids, the 50% of the population that functions from a dynamic level of energetic sensitivity and awareness, you're so aware of the entire construct of what they desire you to be that you try to be it because they need it. And you're like, well, and you don't even think about it. You just find yourself changing your behavior when you're around them. So when you're around somebody who you get heavy when they talk to you, you get heavy. What you want to do is, number one, just ask, okay, is this person judging me? And if so, everything that doesn't allow me to see it, pock and pot all that shit. Okay? This is another way we can use this clearing statement, because we have a point of view that we're not willing to see beyond. We have a point of view that's putting blinders in front of us, and we go, everything that doesn't allow me to see it. So now it's our choice to see it that goes, okay, pock and pot all that, which is All the choices I made before this that don't allow me to see this, let that go. And now you start seeing what is more. And so do that. And then while you're there, ask, is this person actually in judgment of me? Okay, cool. And then while they're talking, lower your walls and barriers and just go interesting point of view. I have this point of view. Interesting point of view. They have this point of view. Interesting point of view. I have this point of view that they have this point of view. Do that a few times or just have going through your head interesting point of view, which is probably easier because people's brains are probably fried by this point in our conversation, okay? And what you'll notice is you'll notice the lies will start to stick out like kangaroo balls. And if, if you don't know that reference, Google it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Every Aussie knows this one, okay? And so you'll start to see it and it'll be like, it'll be like, whereas before it just felt like it was assaulting you and you didn't know what was going on. You'll start to actually pick up on the moment it starts to be formed and the words that are said and the energy that comes at you. Because the energy of judgment is like shooting you with a sandbag every time it's done. Now, the way to get free of it is to lower your walls and barriers, not resist it. But then also recognize, okay, is this person actually a contribution to my life? And maybe, and look at from another perspective, are they a contribution to my life? Or were they a contribution in the past? And then will they be a contribution in the future? Because there are certain people, you know, the way relationships should work that nobody gets is you should come together with somebody as long as it's a contribution to you both and creating more. And then a lot of times you'll change, they'll change and it's time to go in different directions. But we tend to hold on to people because we had them in our life in a certain way at a certain time. And we believe it's our duty to maintain that. And you know, yet if you look, a lot of the people that, that you have friendships with, you're the one who has to maintain the friendship and when you do you get this judgment and all this stuff back it's like if they're not a contribution to your life that doesn't mean anything except they're not a contribution to your life be willing to let them move on and be willing to move on yourself and realize you don't know them anything
1: and you're actually serving yourself and them by letting them move on because because ultimately they have to be served a lesson which helps them Recognize the fact of how they are; otherwise, they'll never evolve. So you're serving yourself and you're serving the whole by releasing these people. I just want to step into like the, the the creative space, but before I do that, actually, I wanna I want to just go into into this. So there'll be a lot of uh, people that have listened to everything in this conversation, and they want to clear and they want to create. But there'll be one piece where they'll they'll be stuck, and I already know what it will be. There'll be some people here that are carpenters, that are plumbers, that are working in jobs that they don't particularly like, that want to change it, but cannot see the way out. So how can people like that go and create this gap where they can get out of this job that they dislike, that they they have hate towards, that they have that they even when they get in the car in the morning and they're driving there, it's just driving them mental. How can they get from that into this? Job which you say should be their true alignment should be their true love. How how can they get into it? How can they find it? How can they facilitate it?
0: The thing that we did before About if you had a magic wand and could have anything as your life in the next five years That actually has an energy to it. It's got a space to it It's got something where it's like you can actually sense it if you'll allow yourself to and What so first is the way of? getting there is anything that feels like that energy, do it. Like if somebody invites you to coffee and you're like, wow, that kind of feels like the, okay, do it. There's going to be some, that may not be the solution. The end all be all, it may not be one step, maybe a hundred steps. Who knows? But if you look at the ability to actually know what to choose it, that there is something that can be chosen, that's really helpful. So anything that feels like that energy, do it. So that's, that's first. And by the way, if you're somebody who's like, I don't really get energy. I know the feeling I was in the exact same boat, literally, before I started talking to people and teaching them about energy. So like literally I was the one person in all of these metaphysical things I was doing and spiritual and even psychological that was like, I don't get the energy part, you know? So a lot of you that don't think you get energy probably got it so much at some point when you were younger, either in the form of abuse or judgment or invalidation or something that you're like, this is too much. I can't handle this. So I just want you to know you're not wrong. And we all to a certain extent, get it. You just have to find your way. So, um, so carrying on. So that's first, if you, if you do the thing that we, um, that I walked you through and then acknowledge, Hey, I'm asking for this. I'm asking for whatever all this is, I'm asking for this to be my life. Dear universe, dear consciousness, please help. Spirit, whatever it is, God, whatever it is you believe in, whatever it is you know that is there, just acknowledge you're asking for it. And it will acknowledge it to you, which is the thing we're actually looking for. And because the universe already knows it. (laughs) Okay. And so, and now if we look at the specifics of what you talked about about they hate their job they hate what they're doing and they desire something different so in this case you got to realize that if there's something that you hate 99% of the time and something that we hate that's either a job or a relationship it's because we chose it because we had to choose it otherwise we wouldn't be there But we feel like we had no choice, okay? And one of the things that can be helpful is looking back and going, okay, so did I choose this? And the answer, of course, is yes. If you're there, you chose it. Even if it's like, well, you need to do this because uh, you need to marry this person because you got them pregnant and so you need a job, you know, blah, blah. Like extenuating circumstances are what they are, but we need to acknowledge we chose it. And we need to get over making ourselves wrong for choosing it. Well, how do we do that? We go, okay, did I choose this? Well, yes, damn it. Because that right there is where the resentment gets set up. Did I choose this job that I hate? Yes, damn it. Right there in the moment of choosing it. See, because anytime we choose against ourselves, anytime we choose, whether that's choosing for another, which we do a lot, um, or simply choosing against what is going to create what we know as a being we desire because our being knows somehow what actually will work for it. So what you do is get all that energy and all that crap that comes up and be present with it for a moment and go, okay, so everything that is and all the weird shit Dane would say, I now destroy and uncreate all of this and I'm willing to give myself a break to be kinder to me and to set myself free. Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, Povets and beyonds. And then the other question is, are you willing to stop using this as a way of continuously making you wrong? And everything that is and everything you're doing to make you wrong, will you destroy and uncreate all that, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, povets and beyonds. And then next, Whose point of view did I buy that made me choose this? And how much am I resenting that I chose it for someone else and not even for me? Everything that is times a godzillion. Will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, povads and beyonds. Or you could do pock and pod. I just tend to do the whole thing. Okay, and once again, you can find all that at theclearingstatement.com, okay? Once again, there's nothing for sale there either. It's just our gift to you. Because if the world has this and knows they can change things, dude, we got a different world we can create together. Okay, so a lot of that, and, and if you'll notice, so we were working on potentially a job or, or a situation you find yourself in that you're resenting and hating. And, and the whole idea behind it was empowering you to know that you chose. And you may have chosen from this really limited place in the past, but Okay, let's undo that. Let's undo all of the places where you're stuck in judgment of you and stuck in this, this never-ending loop of resentment, got to do it, resentment, got to do it, which makes you be more resentful that you got to do it, which makes you be more resentful because you, you feel like you have no choice. And no choice is one of the, the most horrendous places for any of us to be stuck with. So everything that makes you believe you have no choice... And everything that doesn't allow you to see the choices that are available because you have stuck yourself with the point of view that you have no choice and your point of view creates your reality. So now you're actualizing the point of view that you have no choice because you stuck yourself with the idea that you have no choice. Will you destroy and uncreate it all, please? Times a gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine. Pod, pock, shorts, boys, povats, and beyonds. So now, if you then go do that exercise that we did at the beginning, this thing of getting the sense of what you would like. Now it might actually work on a different level, and you'll hear it differently, and you'll be able to actually receive it. And is this the end-all be-all? No, but it's the beginning. And, And oops, sorry. It's based on the parameters, the specific parameters you gave me of person not liking their job, desiring something different. Because what I know about this is To the extent that we can change the resentment we have about what we're currently choosing, we have much more ease with choosing something different. And we don't have to hold on to making ourselves wrong for what we chose. Because what we do is, when we choose something that's against us and we know it. And let's face it, we we have all made a lot of choices against us and we've known it. And yet it was socially acceptable. It was family acceptable. It was what it was acceptable to others or what we thought we had to do to prove something to somebody. And yet from the moment we do that, we resent ourselves. As we go into resentment of ourselves, we step out of our creative energy. We step out of our ease. We step out of our joy. And so you see many people who are living this, who after 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, are just so downtrodden. There is no hope from their point of view. Well, we can undo this with these tools if we can get some of these perspectives that are about being able to undo even the most stuck stuff that we've been living with.
1: And it's just about essentially then accepting that everything that you're living in your reality right now, is essentially what you've chosen, and by accepting the fact that you've chosen it and you're living your chosen reality, that is the first part of freeing yourself from the mental constructs that this has happened to you.
0: That, exactly that. Because if you chose it, then you can unchoose it. You can choose right. something different.
1: And yeah. and
0: I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
1: I I I agree. I think you can always choose something different. Because I've, I, I've been that carpenter, I was that carpenter in 2014-15 that wanted to change his life and I had to go on a journey of learning something new and doing something different to make things happen. And it's not a case of like everything that we say on this podcast, people will go, well that sounds really easy, It's not, but it's not something that happens in a day, what we're talking about here happens over like 6 to 12 months potentially, to allow yourself the space to be able to... Attract this new reality that you want to live and you've got to create it a lot of people don't even realize They think they 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 think they want this reality over here, but but really until they're 12 months down the track They don't realize how many times that that reality would have changed their mind So they can't even hold the picture the day. They want to create it anyway
0: exactly and that's that so true and that's also why I was not trying to get them to visualize and this is a, a bit of a crucial difference because we can get the sense of a senses, all of your energetic senses. Some people will get it visually too, but it's like, how does it feel to wake up this way? How does it feel to have this in your life? And it even goes beyond feeling to, to our sort of innate energetic sense that can't even be defined as a feeling. And so going from that place, and it's exactly like you said but that will change over time too and and also like you said this is not a one time thing this is not a one day thing this is like 6 months 12 months i'm 23 years in using these tools and i still use them every day and my my life keeps getting greater and there's always more that i desire so we want to also rec- recognize there's a gift in being a dissatisfied dreamer you know The world outside tells us, oh, there's a place that you get to where everything is perfect. And then you stop and retire and die. You know, it's like, no, we're always going to desire more. And that's part of the greatness of us. It's also something most of us were made wrong for as kids, desiring more. But that's part of the gift of us that we always desire more. So everything you've done to make that wrong, all y'all listening, and everybody like, oh, my God, it's not wrong. Yay everything you've done to make you wrong for desiring more will you destroy and uncreate it please right and wrong good and bad pot and pot, all nine shorts boys povads and beyonds
1: i love that i love that because you, you, you're so you're so right it, it it's it's a whole energy thing that you've got to keep raising for the rest of your life Yep. And, it, and, it, and it never, the work never stops. Like you don't do breath work and suddenly you've cured everything. You don't do meditation and suddenly cure everything. You don't do this and suddenly cure everything. It's, it, it's a concept of like you have to put loads of things, whatever works together for you together and until you start being open to the modalities and being uh, keen to experience all different types of modalities and seeing you know what from Dane works for you and what from Joe Dispenza works for you and what from everyone else works for you and then putting it together into your own reality then you're not going to move forward because you think it's there's not just a one-size-fits-all type type scenario I'm sure there's lots of modalities that you've tried throughout your 23 years on of doing this that you've had to go well that's not for me
0: Absolutely and I love what you said about take like take anything from anybody that works and don't let anybody tell you in any modality that you're wrong for doing something different also or doing something to add to it and you know and one of the things I love about access consciousness is anything you add it to it will make it faster it will make it greater It'll usually make it more fun, and sometimes it will show you what is actually available under there that nobody else is even seeing. Because as you add these tools to it, the tools of question, the ability to pock and pod, the ability to get your bars run and de-stress, the body processes we have that change things in your body, the verbal processing that we have, the it's like it, it is not exclusive of anything else. It's inclusive and it's inclusive from a totally different place. That that until you use it, you, it's it, it's uh, it is a surprise of how much it can actually contribute to things. And you know, and for us, the only time we say to people, "Only do access," is when you're an access facilitator facilitating an access class, because then people are there for the tools of access. And that's the only time you know for us. It's like add this to it's like there's a big world with all kinds of amazing things and realize once again what's true for you will always make you lighter if you're doing it and it makes you lighter then it's probably something that will contribute to you so now what else can you add to it to make it even greater
1: i love that and i think that a lot of people if they listen to this and really come to terms with everything that you've said and really take that ownership of what it is that that they're living right now if they really take that ownership i think this will add a lot of lightness to them just by taking the ownership in its own its own entirety if you just take if you if, if the only thing you do on the back of this podcast is take ownership you'll you'll infinitely feel lighter because that is a that is a grounding step where you can move forward from you can't move forward until you actually say look everything that's in my life right now and everything that's happening to me i own that and when you own that, you can ground yourself, and you you can move from you can move from a solid footing. But you can't move while you while you stood on quicksand, denying that the things in your life
0: you've not chosen. Absolutely, and that's what I would say is own that you chose it. Get over the ownership of it, and 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 I know that sounds like semantics, but energetically, some people when they go to oh I own this mean oh I own it, it's all mine. Oh fuck, you know now what. So, own that you chose, and, and in that, that's when you come out of the victim, because the other side, the other side is, oh, I'm a victim to government, I'm a victim to my ex, I'm a victim to my children, I'm a victim to my family, I'm a victim to, and that is the most disempowering place you can place you, and the interesting part, if you know anybody who does victim really well, victims are actually victimizing others with their victim story about how badly they've been victimized to prove that they don't have choice, and they're holding on to that story because it's what they think gives them control over others. So let's not be that way in our lives. Like truly, let's take ownership that in some level, and, and the other thing is recognizing that we've chosen this, but it doesn't mean we cognitively went, I am now going to choose to have you punch me. You know, that's not how it works. I'm now going to choose to marry somebody who invalidates me every day of my life, you know, you you may have chosen, I'm going to marry this image, which also gave you all of these other things that you didn't realize you were getting. But you got to realize you chose to marry the image, therefore you got all these things. And you also have to realize that just because you chose it doesn't mean you're wrong. And what if you chose it because you had a point of view, because your point of view creates reality, and now you're getting different points of view, you're going beyond those points of view, and now you can actually choose to change it, which is why you're seeing some of these things in your life that aren't working. You're like, oh, this needs to change, this needs to change. Well, acknowledge you for going beyond the old points of view that and the old vibration you were that chose those things who's actually desiring something different.
1: I, th- I think the key thing is then, own it because you chose it, but don't judge yourself for choosing it in the first place. Yep. Because it, it is the simplest form that I can put what you've just said so that everyone gets what you've just put down there. That. but. I, I ask I ask this question to, to all the guests because I think it's a, r- a really powerful thing to get them to think into, but also really shifts the guests. And I say this, if there's one thing that, you know, if you've got to check out the world tomorrow and there's one thing that you can just leave the world, one impactful statement that's going to help move every part of this audience that 1% further forward in their life from today, what would that be for you?
0: You are not wrong. And you truly being you is the gift the change and the possibility this world and its future requires
1: and that my friends is dr dane here and i just appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom and hopefully there's a lot of people and a lot of you that listen to this that really shift through that judgment of self and really understand more about themselves from this episode because i've been doing this podcast now for three and a half years and we've got we've got tens of thousands of listeners and one thing i've noticed is in my dms dane is the fact that a lot of people are always because we talk a lot here about success and success is deemed as money and stuff like that a lot of people just are so possessed with pursuing the the physical realization of what success seems to be but I want everyone that listens to this podcast to make sure that the internal work is done so that when they get to the goal when they get to this money and abundance that they want to have in their life that they feel full and whole and embody every part of it so that's why that's why I do episodes like this with Dane so that you can connect with yourself on a, on a level that allows you to go to new levels so day and i appreciate your time today and uh, it's been an absolute honor
0: for me also thanks frankie and thanks everybody for listening
1: much love guys like and subscribe on all the platforms and do me a solid favor and share this with all your friends as i'm sure it's going to help them grow on every level much love guys do me a solid favor drop a comment below this video and let us know who you want on the podcast next